Welcome to Kingdom Minded Podcast with Ray Munoz. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kingdom Minded Podcast. It's me, your host, Ray Munoz. So, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode here on this. Uh, right now, it's Sunday night, but you're listening to this on a Monday morning or sometime throughout this week. Or you might be just jumping in and just, you know, catching up years later. Um, I've been hearing people message me um, about, hey, we finally heard this you know episode of the podcast and it's like been 12 years from there um but anyways I'm being dramatic but it's been a um I'm really excited about this episode let me get let me get into that first I'm really excited about this couple that I have today um this couple is definitely a kingdom couple um they are truly inspiring to me and they're elders in our church and uh, well, I'll get into this again. I'll reiterate a lot of this, but I just want to—I just want to push the emphasis that they have so much wisdom, and I truly love them. So, brother and sister Plu, if you guys are listening to this, or if your grandkids are showing you this, I actually know—I did set them up on to be able to listen to it, so they will be listening to us. But I want to let you guys know that I love you so much and I appreciate you guys and everything you do at the church and I like I said go all over the a lot of this in the episode but I want to double dose it because they're so special to me um so let's talk about this week folks so I feel that this week was kind of off off or odd I think it's odd um timing wise as far as how everything worked out this week it was it was weird um you know, Friday, um, we didn't have anything going on at the church and, um, it was Valentine's day. So a lot of couples were out, but so that was pretty, pretty chill. Um, Saturday hit the ground running. Um, it was one of those days where I had to get everything done, but I still wanted to get everything that I wanted to get done. Um, so, um, the third Saturday of the month is usually for our church corporately, is no outreach, which doesn't usually work out for me because we go no matter what. Um, so I knew I wanted to go out and visit some people from the route. Um, I usually try and take that day to make sure that I am reconnecting with all my route. Um, maybe not doing as much, um, new outreach for that day. Um, so it's, is a little bit lighter as far as duty wise, but I'm still staying connected. Um, so everybody that I needed to follow up with, that's what my plan was to do. And, but you know, I was trying to squeeze in life things. And so, um, I don't know about you guys, but filing taxes needed to get that done. Saturdays is usually the only day I have. Luckily my tax guy is in the same city that I reach in. So it worked out for me. Um, you know, just, just worked out. So, um, I had a Bible study at nine. And then we had to do our taxes and then we were going to go back from doing our taxes and go, uh, visit everybody from the route. So ended up doing that, uh, Bible study went really well. Um, you know, went back and kicked it back up. We, we had to take a couple, couple weeks off just because of scheduling. Um, but we're back on track and meeting up at the Starbucks this time. Um, and so it was nice, you know, just getting there, sitting there, reading the word, diving into it. Um, and then I ran into a, a guy who I knew from my childhood or childhood, my teenage years, uh, growing up in church and I didn't recognize him at first, but you know, so got to talk to him for a little bit. Um, then we went and flew, did life stuff, went, did some, filed our taxes. And, uh, from there we went and, um, left from there and we went and visited everybody off the route and everybody that was on the route. You know, just talking to everybody and trying to make sure that they're coming to church that Sunday. But that's the hard part. It's just I've been having the hardest time getting my faithful ones to show up. Um, like I said, some of like I've said before, some of them, they just can't help it. Um, parents make them go out of town and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So can't do anything about that. But just going over and visiting, spend some good time with them. Uh, went and visited just about everybody on the route, um, that comes 
so that was good and then back to life stuff um nephew's birthday stuff you know stuff like that um but today was sunday and i had a whole 11 people on my bus so that's one more than last week so thank you jesus you know gotta look at it on the bright side didn't have everybody but i had a good amount of people and so it was a good time we had um did not have any new riders today I was kind of hoping one of the boys that I met yesterday um, was going to come, but he wasn't able to come yet. So going to keep praying, and I'm going to go look for him next week and really push on trying to see if I can get him to come to church because he sounded pretty excited about it. Um, so, um, you know, we had a good amount of people. We did a raffle on the bus today, so that was, you know, it's a little nice treat for everybody. And we had Kitch Church, and we had a family that we met at our at our um outreach blitz the other week um where we did our testimonies and stuff like that the balloons um a family that we met out there that have been wanting to look for a new church um they finally came today so it was nice and i from what i hear from uh brother gilbert is that they were really impressed with our our children's program so that's a plus that you know we're making parents feel comfortable about sending their kids with us um, but they said that their kids came home and they loved it. Um, and so Sunday school today and kids church, we, um, have been doing our radio theme. So today we did a game show, um, on the radio show, which was kind of fun. Uh, we've done this before. It's probably been about three years since, um, we've done this skit. Um, it's actually an old, um, I don't know if it was a radio show or something like that, um, but it's by an artist called um, Isaac Air Freight. And so um, it's an old CD that actually my pastor had told me about it one time. And so he was like, you got to check this out. It's it's hilarious. Um, and listen to it. It's a game show and it's about trading your salvation. Um, so I'm actually going to play a little clip for you guys or I'm gonna actually going to play the whole thing. But we, um, I'm setting you up for to listen to kind of hear how what we did for it. Um, but we did puppets to interact the skit. We did it before, and we did it with a puppet, and then we did it with a person. Um, but this time we did just puppets, and then I also added um, slides for all the things that they were um, um, talking about on there, like the the prizes and stuff like that. So I came up with, or I put made slides for them. So they were able to see um, what, you know, what they were offering. So I'm going to play a little. I'm going to play it so that way you guys can hear it. Um, and, you know, it's if it's something that works for you and, you you know, sounds interesting for you, guy, um, you know, uh, Isaac Air Freight is the artist and the name of it is uh, Let's Trade Your Salvation. So here we go. gentlemen and welcome to the marketplace of america let's trade your salvation where hundreds of people have come dressed in ridiculous costumes hoping for the chance to trade their salvation for unknown riches and now here's that old wheeler dealer himself seeking whom he may devour monty lucifer thank you jay get thee behind me hi everybody Hey, hi everybody. Welcome to Let's Trade Your Salvation. Well, you all know how the game's played, so right off I'm gonna need a contestant, and uh, are you, sir, you wanna come right out here? Let's hear it for him, come on! <laughs> Just right out here. All right, what is your name, sir? Uh, uh, Buck, Buck Weezer. Buck Weezer, you wanna take off the mask, Buck? Oh, forgot I had it on. <laughs> Little girl made this in bloopers. Yeah, I can tell. Okay, uh, where are you from, Buck? Chula Vista, Chula Vista, California. Chula Vista, California. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not nervous being on television for the first time, are you? No, I just didn't think I'd get chosen, you know. Yeah, I can... Hi, Ralph. <laughs> he dressed up like a turtle, but they wouldn't take him. <laughs> okay. Great. Okay, Buck, uh, to start a little game going, uh, what do you got there in the bag? Oh, uh, uh, the, the bag. It's my salvation. My salvation bag. Right, his bag of salvation. And to start our little game going, I'm going to offer him $100 for that little bag. What do you say, Buck? No way. Whoa. Okay, Buck. 
I'm gonna up it $200 more. I'm gonna go to $300 cash for that little bag of salvation. What do you say now? Uh, uh, is that your final offer? Oh, uh, so tricky. Uh, the bag, the bag, I'm gonna keep the bag. He's gonna trade away the money and keep the bag. Okay, Buck, I'm gonna go up to my final offer. $200 more, I'm going up to $500 cash for that little bag of salvation. What do you say now? Uh, I'm sticking with the bag. He's gonna keep the bag and trade all the money. Okay, Buck, you passed up a great deal there, but don't worry, there's bigger deals yet to come. Okay, Jay's coming out here with a tray. And Buck, uh, how would you like to know what's on that tray? Oh, I sure would. I'll bet you would, but I'm not going to tell you. But I will tell you that what's on that tray can be yours for that little bag of salvation. What do you say? Ooh, uh... Do I get any clues? No, it's totally up to you. Oh, uh... Five seconds? Uh... Two seconds? Uh... The bag! The bag! He's got to keep the bag and trade away the tray. Well, Buck, how would you like to see what's on that tray? I'm not sure. Go ahead and show him. A crockpot, and here's Jay to tell you about it. Right, Monty, that's not just any crockpot, that's a Spiegel crockpot. The cooker that really cooks, cooks chicken to a tender, tasty morsel in only four hours. Yes, Spiegel crockpot. When you say Spiegel, you mean quality. When you say crockpot, you mean crockpot. Monty? Thank you, Jay. Well, Buck, you passed up a great deal there. Boy, my wife is gonna kill me. We just had croc the other night, you know. Well, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, because once again, there's bigger deals yet to come. Okay, I want you to look back there to the curtain that Carol Barrel's pointing to. Is she the one in blue? Yes, sir, Buck. And what's behind that curtain can be yours for that little bag. What do you say? Oh, uh, it's not another crockpot, is it? No, it's not another crockpot, but I'll tell you what. How would you like to see part of what's behind that curtain? Could I? Pull the curtain, Jay. Wow! Ah! Color television, and here's Jay to tell you about it. Right, Monty, that's a Spiegel 24-inch digi-control color television, stylishly decorated in hand-carved wood. And the picture, whoa, Nelly, clear as if you were there yourself. Yes, Spiegel 24-inch digi-control color television. When you say Spiegel, you mean quality. When you say television, you mean TV. Monty? Thank you, Jay. And that's not all, Buck. You said you were married? Uh, yes, my wife's sitting back there on the trading floor. Okay, then she'll love you forever when you give her what Carol Barrel's wearing, a beautiful mink coat. Golly! Right, Monty, a Spiegel mink coat. That coat's so real, you'll have to hang it in the cage. Be the envy of everyone. Get a Spiegel mink coat from Spiegel, Chicago 666, Illinois. Monty? Thank you, Jade. You know, Buck, that TV you can watch forever, and your wife's going to love that mink coat all for that little bag. What do you say? Uh, well, it's tempting. I, I know it is, and I'll tell you what, Buck. Besides those, I'm going to include the $500 cash, the crockpot, and Carol Barrow. The one Yes, sir, Buck. It can all be yours. That little bag of salvation. What do you say now, Buck? Uh, the gift? The gift? Uh, all right. All right. I'm going to take the bag. He's going to keep the bag and trade away all these gifts. Okay, Buck. Open it up. See what's inside. Now? Yeah, you trade for it. Oh, boy. I'm so nervous. Yeah. Oh, let's see, uh, Holly Bibble? Yeah, that's the instruction book. Instructions for what? There's nothing else in this bag! That's right, just God's promise of salvation. You know, even that's no good unless you believe it. But I'll tell you what, Buck, how would you like to win something today that you can put your hands on? Yeah, you can put it right in your Winnebago. Yes, Buck, the big deal of the day, and here's Jay to tell you about it. Right, Monty, we start off with water skis, Spiegel, asbestos water skis, and a new 16-foot Spiegel water cruiser. When you say Spiegel, you mean quality. When you say water cruiser, you mean boat. And you'll need that boat, Buck, when you arrive at your eternal vacation at the Lake of Fire. Yeah, Buck, you'll look like a million skimming across the coals amid the wailing and gnashing of teeth. Monty? Thank you, Jay. Oh, boy, that's a great vacation. It can all be yours for that little bag. What do you say, Buck? Buck, Buck, what do you say? Oh, oh uh, look at, looking at this book, uh, uh, look, look what it says. It says, for what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? It no, 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 we're not talking about your soul. Oh, we're just talking about...
talking about your salvation. Come on, Buck, the price is right. Well, it says here the wages of sin is death. Uh, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. No, no, no. Yes, yes, these are gifts, Buck. Those are just lies. Well, it says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. That means you're going to hell. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, Buck. No, Buck, it doesn't mean anything like that. You know, they just wrote those things to confuse you. You know, they wrote those things to make you feel guilty. It says here, these things are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Oh, oh. I'm not making this stuff up. It's right here in black oh, Okay, and white. okay, Buck, look, you seem to have your heart set on it, but I'll tell you what. Why don't you look into that tomorrow? You know, put it off. These gifts are right here waiting for you tonight. Look, look, he says, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Okay. Okay, Buck, you old wheeler dealer, you. Also, I'll tell you what, we'll show we're good sports here. Go ahead, keep the bag, but anytime you want to come back and trade away, we'll have all these gifts waiting for you. Anytime? Sure, just come on down. Hey, you know, it's kind of a coincidence you should say that. Uh-huh. Uh, my wife, uh, she had me in church the other day, and uh, uh, they were saying Jesus Christ was coming back soon. Your show was going to be canceled. A uh, rapture, I mean rumor. Jay, the curtain. All right, so what'd you guys think of that? Um, I would really like to hear uh, your opinions on how you felt about that skit. Um, but I think the guy has a lot of great material. Um, he does a lot more um, little skits like this, but they're really great. Um, and then they touch on really, um, really, really serious issues like heaven and hell, which is, you know, to teach to a child or you know, a kid is really a touchy subject for them because a lot of them are scared of it, but you are not shying away from the truth of what, you know, really is in stake here, but you're also doing it in a way that they kind of understand it. But so what we did is we had a devil puppet, um, and then we had a regular puppet and they were on different sides of the thing and like a game show. And then what we did is we encouraged the kids to interact while they were doing it so when the audience was saying no 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 all the kids were saying that as well um and they were um you know just really just ramping it up and trying to make it as interactive as possible with the slides and everything it made it more visual for them too so something that we really um learned from the last time we did it um where we just had a person and a puppet and i think this was a lot better um it seemed a little bit more um, enjoyable for the kids. Um, so definitely just, you know, we'll probably do it in another three years. It's one of those, it's one of the, this is one of those skits that's kind of timeless, but I really would, I kind of want to see if we could re-record this game show and make it a little bit more up to date. Um, if you heard the television one, it was like solid wood te television. I'm like, uh, this is 21st century. That's not there anymore. Um, but you know, just stuff like that. I thought, you know, it was pretty interesting, but it was a little dated on some stuff, but not too bad to where it was not usable. Um, but I, I really think that someone or uh, maybe I should jump on it or, you know, collaborate with somebody on trying or, oh, you know, um, uh, yeah, a few other people that I have in mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but I think we could really redo this skit and make it more modern uh for now times because you know like i said it's a little dated on some stuff but it's not but i think he has a lot of great material that is good because it's able to use this as a teaching method um and it's not necessarily your voice because you know um sometimes i feel that the kids get too used to my voice so that's why i try and change out people with teaching um so that way when i come up it's a little bit more fresher it's not something that they've been hearing all week or all month um so just some stuff that I, that I, this is just something that we did today that I thought we would share with everybody. Um, and just, you know, just give you guys some, some material. If, if you like it, use it. If you don't, Hey, no harm, no foul. Um, but you know, we had a great Sunday today, a powerful move of, of the Holy ghost tonight at service. 
Uh, Sister Doris was rolling with us today, and I also had my buddy Lewis with us uh, from the route. Um, came to ch church tonight with us, and um, we had service, and man, it was great. Uh, Pastor didn't even get to preaching, really. Well, he did, but he not the way it was supposed to be planned. But um, he ended up singing one of my favorite songs of all time, um, and... I'm not going to play it for you guys today, maybe another time. Um, but it's a song by Lanny Wolf. Um, it's called Whatever It Takes, I believe. Um, and it's just a beautiful song. And I, I I, was telling somebody after church, I said, I want that song at my funeral. <laughs> it's because we were talking about funerals earlier today with some people. It was just a weird conversation. But, you know, it, we were just joking around about it. But. I was dead serious about, I want that song at my funeral. It's just such a beautiful song. So if you know it, then, hey, God bless you. If you don't, you need to look it up and listen to it. It's an old song from the 70s, um, but the words are, I think, everybody who's involved in children's ministry or ministry and soul winning or just wants to be used by God needs to listen to the song. Um, but he sang it, and then he started preaching off of it, and... It was just, it was, I, that, like I said, that song is one of my favorite songs, and it's definitely a song that I feel um, gives me conviction, um, you know, just by the lyrics alone. Um, you know, it's saying I'd rather tra tra trade um, happiness for, for pain if that's what it's going to take for me to be closer to you, um, you know, and stuff like that. So it's just a powerful song. So if you get a chance to listen to it, but, um, that's all I got for today, folks. So without any further ado, I'm going to let you listen to this next couple that I got coming on. And I'm excited for the next month of March, uh, for kingdom Minded podcast. I uh, believe I'm going to be hitting off another series. Wasn't planning on it, but just God spoke to me. And so we're going to try that one out, but more to come on that. I'll give you some more information in, in a few weeks. Um, but, uh, here we go, folks. All right, folks, I am here today with two of my favorite people at Hope Center. Uh, I am sitting here today with Brother, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brother. Uh, my name is Brother Jim Plew. And sitting next to you is? Sister Ann Plew. Sister Ann Plew. And you guys are two of my favorite couples. We've been across the world with each other, and we've been... Uh, We've been in Redlands. We've been <laughs> we've been in the coffee shop, and we've had some we've had some pretty awesome experiences together. I think I think I think you said that. Good soul winner. Yeah, the soul winners <laughs> here. I got two soul winners right here. Um, so today uh, we're talking with couples. We're calling this the series that I'm doing on this podcast called Kingdom Couples, and I couldn't think of two other people. Actually, you were the first ones that came to mind. When, when I was thinking of getting some people, some couples, and the best thing about it is, is that we got seasoned saints like yourself that are, have so much wisdom, and I, I would love for you guys to be able to share what at least experiences you've had in your life and your marriage. And so let's start off a little bit about how long have you two been married? Uh, we got married for be 54 years, 55 years this year, 1965. Wow. How long have you been living for the Lord? Since 1975. Wow. Were you guys saved about the same time? Came yes. In, came in together with other couples. Oh. How, would you mind me asking how, how you got saved? Okay. That would be. Well, we were uh, looking for a church. We were in a Methodist church. And the Lord told us that, you know, there's more to this uh, living for God than what we was doing. So there happened to be an apostolic uh, man across the street, and we happened to went over to his door, knocked on him, and said, "Could you tell us how to be saved?" Wow! So that night he came over and showed us the scriptures how to be saved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a young man who just got out of prison, and uh, we were in a Methodist church, thinking there's got to be more to God than what we had. And we wanted to lift our hands and say, praise the Lord. And they didn't do that in that church. Mm -hmm. And we even would get to the point where we would speak in tongues. And we heard that you could, but we just thought it was of the devil. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
when he came over and showed us in the scriptures the truth, we just almost started crying. We asked him, are we saved? He said, what does the word say? So mm -hmm. we knew you couldn't argue with the word. Mm -hmm. So we knew that's what we needed to be saved. So that same night, my husband and a guy next door, this couple, they got uh, slain in the spirit and one received the Holy Ghost. Me and my girlfriend, my friend, my girlfriend, she received the Holy Ghost. We both did. And uh, they were having revival. And three days later, Brother Blue received the Holy yeah. Ghost. I was kind of stubborn, you know. I couldn't give up my cigarettes. Oh. <laughs> so I see the stubbornness never left, but the cigarettes did. Yeah, the <laughs> cigarettes went, went away. Wow, that's I, that's awesome. I think I I don't think I've ever asked that question from you two about yeah. exactly how. I know you got saved as a couple, right. um, and it was obviously many years. Thank God for many years of living for God. Yes. And, um, so wow. So how? So you've been you said married for fifty four. Fifty four years. It'll be fifty five this year. Wow, and you've been saved just about in nineteen seventy five. Yeah. Forty some odd years. Forty. Wow. We've been we were. Married BC for ten years uh -huh. before we got the Holy Ghost, and we've been having a better life since. Oh man, we was on the verge of a divorce. Yeah, three young children, and mm -hmm. God put it back together. Yeah. Wow. And how many kids do you have? How many kids? Let's do the, the lineage. How many grandkids? Kids, grandkids, and great grandkids. Three daughters. Uh huh. Nine grandkids. Six grandchildren. Six great grandchildren. Wow. And blessing, love every one of them. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. And they're the all. Best part was bringing them up in church. Uh huh. And then, you know, of course, yep. issues are all bad, but God's mm -hmm. still working. Yeah. God's wow. Still working. So, you have been doing obviously church for quite a long time. There's, there's been, you know, you, you've seen it all. I think mm -hmm. I feel in a way that you guys have been in the, uh, which what some of us young folks would call the old school area, era, at which which is to me is a lot of our where our heritage just yeah. came from back in the, the 70s and so and so what was it like back then like what what do you think now that what do you think now looking at that era and looking at this era what are we not missing but the some of the things that we need to hold on to from that era well you know from that area era we uh went to church about five days a week mm-hmm and when we had revival, it was eight, nine weeks at a time. And you didn't miss church. Yeah. Because, you know, you was, with the pastor that we had, uh, he made sure you didn't miss church. Yeah. And really, the zeal and the ambition is still here, but there's, I think, none of church nowadays. Mm. Yeah, and that, we need more, yeah. if anything, nowadays oh, than we did even back then. Well, the Bible says, seek ye the old, old ways and walk ye therein. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything we were taught, like you say, it was old school. He was kind of a hard pastor, but it's what I needed to keep me and get me going into church. Yeah. And to keep going to church and bring our children up in the same way. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't change that for all the teaching and training we had back then. Mm -hmm. I remember one time he taught us about paying our bills and what have you. Well, I'm being in church, and I remembered I asked the pastor, I said, well, how come this one sister is not coming to church as she should, and yet the rest of us are? And he said, you don't know her background. You don't know her situation. Mm -hmm. And he says, get your eyes off of people and back on God. Wow. And it, that was a reprimand, but things like that is what we needed, you know, to yeah. keep us where we're at. Because it, it, it kind of, from what I can hear on this, it, it showed me that, yes, he was very strict at times, but when you were in your lowest place, that's where he extended his, that, yes. that mercy and yes. love. And, and as someone, you know, like you were saying, you were talking and saying, well, why is this saint get to do this? And I don't. And he's like, well, you don't know. Yeah. And he, and in, in other words, he stepped up for her and said, you know, I'm going to take that place because she's in a place that she can't control right, right now, or she's having a hard time getting a hold of that. Yeah. I was new in the church and yeah. I was looking for everything and anything I needed to do to, mm -hmm. to live for God. We'd watch how the women dressed, <laughs> what they did, where they went. Mm -hmm. And we even asked patients, how come you don't do this, that? And they were very careful not to overstep their bounds because the pastor always said, you fish for him and bring him in, he'll do the cleaning. Mm -hmm. So we knew when to back off. He was, he was uh, 
a strict pastor, but yet in a loving way. You know, if he said, stand on your head for 15 minutes until I say, come back up, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But really what he was doing is he was, he was doing that guidance and correction because he was trying to protect you. Right. It's kind of like, you know, when you have kids and you, and you tell your kids, don't touch that iron. Yep. You know, but they go up and they'll touch it. Touch it. And what do you do when they try and touch it? You slap their hand, right? Yeah. And sometimes it might seem, oh, that's kind of harsh. But, you know, it's really because mm-hmm. you love them so much that I'd rather you be upset at me than, right. than keeping. And, and I think that's, I think that's, I love hearing, you know, you guys tell, when we talk mm-hmm. and sit and talk and talk about church and how you, you guys been living in this faith for so long. I love hearing the stories about it. Um, but I think that's true that, you know, we are, you know, we complain a lot about our, oh man, we have an hour and a half service and we have two of them (laughs) on a Sunday. And I came from, I came from the tail end of that era of three hour services and you had service in the morning or you had Sunday school, hour of Sunday school. Then you had a three hour service. You broke for lunch at the church. And then you went back and did another three-hour service, you know. But go ahead, brother. Well, what I like uh, now, right now, going to church now is we got a closer connection to uh, Brother Wilmoth and Sister Wilmoth. It seems like they're more openly to be able to talk to you and friendlier to, uh, you know, talk to and and tell your problems about. Mm -hmm. In an old way we were brought into the church before, it was more to us standoffish unless you had an appointment. He was there whenever you needed him, him and his mm-hmm. wife, but you never really mixed. Now we came here, we had that one-on-one relationship and it was such a blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so good to be able That's to one of the touch. good parts about the new now, the yeah. new part of it. And that all varies from person to person. I mean, yeah. Not everybody ha I think that we I feel always feel blessed when we talk yeah. to other people about their pastors. Yes. <laughs> that you know, it's just like you know, um, we're kind of looking outside, and I just saw Sister Wilmoth, Wilmoth walk by, and she was chatting it up with somebody right now. But, you know, like, I know that I can text my pastor and just yeah. say, hey, I love you. You know, that's just technology nowadays, but now I can just text him and tell him I love him. Right. And, or I can tell him, hey, I need, I need to talk to you. Do you have a second? Yeah. And he'll stop what he's doing and call me if it's an right. emergency. Or, you know, um, you know about this. Or go to lunch. Yeah go to lunch with just with your pastor and yeah. sit and your pastor's wife and just get to be with them. And, you know, but that's, we're blessed. We're definitely blessed. Yes. Um, so with that, what did you guys do? I know you've done a, a slew of ministries mm-hmm. in your time, but what were some of the ones that you, you say that, Hey, I've, I've put a lot, I poured my heart and soul into this. Well, what I, I really uh, did and uh, did all the way, I set my goal, I, I did it for 26 weeks, took 125 tracks, stood on that center divider of different parts of Riverside, mm-hmm. and when the red arrow stopped, I passed out the tracks. Mm-hmm. And then when the green, I stopped and went back up there. And I did that for, like I said, 26 weeks, and it would take me an hour, hour and a half to pass out 125 tracks. Oh. And that was my goal, that was, hey, we passed out so many tracks and door knocked so many. We must door knocked 400,000 so places in mm-hmm. Riverside. We had a lady from Redlands that had contacted the church and wanted to go to church. We didn't really know about this church. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would drive from Riverside, come down, teach her and her teenage son a Bible study, take them to and from church. You know, whatever, wherever God needed us to go, we would do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done, I've done nursery. We've done the restaurant over in that, in that church, um, clean the church, whatever was needed. Yeah. We would work the Christian school. Done the fire drills, done the earthquake drills once a week at the school. She was teaching. I was doing that once a week. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let you teach, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I got a question. So all this stuff that you guys have done in the church, you've done together. Yes. Yes. And what? Why? Why is it that that you've done it together all these years? I, I you know, I understand why, but 
so maybe some of these young people are, are listening or some of these newlyweds that are listening. Why, why did you choose to do everything together? Well, we wanted to be united. When the Bible says when you get married, you're one. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want her to have a different way to go and me have a different way to go. And we just figured, and like the Bible said, we're two or three together in my name. There's power. Mm -hmm. And we can run more devils away. Yeah. And obviously, if, let's say, Brother Plue stayed home, Sister Boo, because that would probably be a little more realistic. But let's say Brother Plue stayed home and you're out there knocking on doors. That'd probably make you feel pretty down about. Like I'm missing a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or vice versa. Sister Plue decided to stay home. She's a soul winner. I know she ain't going to stay home, but, you know, um, but the fact that you guys decided we're going to do this together and this is, you know, and I'm, you know, if you guys have ever seen the Plues, you know, they love each other so much. And so they, they get, we're, I remember a story when we were in Liberia and we were out going about and Brother Plue just looked so down or not in Liberia. Oh, hold on. Hold on one second. It's his turn. His yes, turn. It's his turn. We got a we got a special <laughs> guest with us. Boy, this is quite a setup. Yeah, it's a long way from the yeah. from the telephone. <laughs> when I was doing it was man a tape recorder. <laughs> yeah, little cassettes. We're doing uh, Kingdom Couples. So I'm asking them why they're, you know, what they've done together and why they do it together. Well, I'm going to get out of the way, but I, I'm going to come in here later. I'm going to see what they got there. Uh, they got some great it's stuff a in Mississippi here. Mississippi mud cake and a blueberry cake. Okay. With I'll pecans. that later. <laughs> we'll save you some. That'll help you get rid of your cold, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That'll take care of That's right. All right. So... What I was saying is, we'd go out in 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 Europe or in Spain. We'd walk around, and you would stay back, you know, and relax and rest. And he just looked like, miserable, like a like a down dog. Someone kicked mud in his face, and he was just, you know, we'd look brother poor brother Plute. He's like looking at his clock and saying, "I wonder when we're going back," you know. But the best, you know. But it was just like that. Was like, man. You don't get any better than that. Well, all our life, basically, married life, he was always gone most of the time. And especially after, right before and after we came into church, his hours were so many. He he, he made church every service, even at the tail end of it. But mm -hmm. we were always trying to be and encourage and uplift for our children. We knew we had to be the example for them. Mm -hmm. So being together... Those kids knew they had to be ready to go, and we, we did everything, whatever was said. If they weren't ready to go, they walked. No. <laughs> but, you know, I, I would get one, especially with when I worked for Kentucky Fried Chicken for 19 years, I'd put in about 12, 15 hours a day, and then come church time, I'd have to work. But I'd be right there, right at, almost at the altar call and stuff you could smell me coming right in the door <laughs> I, I, didn't even, I didn't even change my clothes i went right from work in the church but you but you made it up in your mind that that's a priority definitely that, like it whether i'm working or not and i can't get off but i'm gonna make it at yeah. some point in time in that service yeah. whether it be 15 minutes a half an hour or mm -hmm. the tail end i was there yeah and why do you think that was what what, what was it that pushed you to make sure that you were doing that well, the Holy Ghost and the truth and the family. Because mm -hmm. I had to set an example for my wife and my kids because I don't want, didn't want them to have the use excuse, well, I got a job and I can't go to church tonight. So if I, mm -hmm. There's no reason. Yeah. You know. And so with all that, you guys have always ministered together and you guys have always made it up in your mind to, to set that example, especially for your children that we, I'm sure you brought your children everywhere you guys went and you go knocking on doors, you brought the kids yeah. with you and it was just family outreach. It's just, it didn't go any other way. Um, what is it that you think that a lot of maybe younger couples or single people that are looking for, they're looking for someone to either marry or they're married right now and they're going to have kids. What, what would you recommend for the people that are looking for someone to get married to? Well, I would recommend, uh, I, I recommend and I, I give answers, some questions some, to some people on my job. I says, uh, if I go see, if I talk to a young lady or uh, somebody that's uh, thinking about getting married, I, I tell them, I said, well, you know, there's 
four good questions you should ask yourself before you marry this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they living for God? Do they have a job? Do they have a car? And do they have their own place to live? Mm-hmm. You know, wait. Uh, check it out before you marry. Mm-hmm. We you always know? tell them, make sure God's the center. Yes. If God's not the center, what you're, who you're looking at, what you're looking for, yeah. it can be a big mistake. Mm-hmm. We've seen it in a couple of our daughters. You know, they're going to make their choices, like I say, but we always instructed, put God first in everything, yeah. mm-hmm. and it works out even better. Yeah. And then he comes in, and, and he'll find somebody for you that has the same interest you do. Mm-hmm. And that's a big plus when you want to get married or, or thinking about getting married. Yeah. You know, if you like red and she likes red, it's going to work. But if you like red and she wants blue, then you're going to have some troubles down the way. Mm-hmm. But they say opposites attract, so that, <laughs> yeah. that's what makes it. He, he is so outgoing and so forward, mm-hmm. which is great. I'm more hesitant, but, but together we can pull it off. Yeah. And, and it's not so much like things like that. You, you like to talk. She likes uh-huh. to kind of hit, sit in the back and take care of the stuff that you probably forgot about, you know. Um, but it's what you're saying is, is the, the, the main things that you are looking for are if they're living for God. Yeah. Yes. And because that's the hardest part. Um, and that's something that I know, uh, speaking for myself, being single, you know, a young man that's not married. I look, that's, that's the number one thing that scares me about marriage is that, you know, I don't, being from a household that my parents split up, they didn't live, you know, they both were living for God and one of them decided not to live for God anymore. And that was, that's scary. So a lot of times I think that I, I want to make the right decision with the person that I choose to marry because I want I don't want to give this truth up for anything or anyone. And, and I'd rather be safe now and preparing. Now things aren't going to be, you, you guys can obviously tell me that things aren't perfect. Things aren't always sunshine and roses. Well, we had some big rocks in our life. Hey, but God (laughs) always took care of them. Yeah. He He brought us through everything. So let's talk about that. So let's say in the past, obviously, with the time that you guys have been married, there's been some bumpy roads. How have you gotten through those? Well, since we've been in church, it's been God. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a, with God, you're able to sit down and kind of smooth things out mm-hmm. and, and give and take. You know, sometimes, well, you know, uh, I'm of opinion that uh, when the end comes, the husband is going to be held accountable for the wife. Mm-hmm. But the wife should have her opinion. And a lot of times, the, that opinion has saved us. Mm-hmm. We could have had bigger rocks, but that. You could have been, you could have been the, the macho man and said, yeah. you know what, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. But that's not the way it's worked out with you guys. It's, it's always been, you know, yeah. what's your opinion? and. I don't know if it's situations where I said, God, I don't know where to go, which way to turn. Yeah. But he always opened the door, always made a way. Mm-hmm. Always showed us which direction to go. And when we left Kentucky, uh, she wanted, it was her idea to come to California. Okay. I was kind of hesitant. But I figured, and this is before we even had the truth. Mm-hmm. And I figured, well, hey, I'm married to her. I'm not going to let moving to one state to another state break us up. Mm-hmm. Even though I left my family and she went to her family, it was the Lord's dealing all the way. If we never went to California, we, I believe we never got the Holy Ghost and mm-hmm. been in the church right. and been married today. Yeah. But it's because you were being a good husband yeah. and saying, you know, I'm going to take value in what my wife is saying. And I'm going to, res- I'm, you're going to, respect that and and trust in your wife and that you know and i'm sure that there's been plenty of decisions that brother plewis had to make and you've trusted him and said you know what i'm going to trust you and and we're gonna 
I may not see yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen, but you know, yeah. and so what, what about, what is prayer like for you guys? Is it, is it a daily thing for you? Is it like together? I'm, I'm not talking about just our personal devotions that we have. Yeah, we have our Bible readings and yeah. our prayer times and uh, sharing. We love to share what the word says yeah. with, and bring, watch it come through in the mm -hmm. lives of people around us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we like to, if uh, when we're praying for something and it, uh, it don't happen then, but it happens later on, wow, you know. Mm -hmm. God has his times. There's been many times we prayed together and during a prayer that we needed a check to come in so bad mm -hmm. to pay this, pay that, and it didn't do it. But at the last moment, boom. Mm -hmm. and, and I believe it's God all the way. Yeah. And just that, those times that you, uh, when towns that you guys have a full on system as far as your prayer and Bible reading together, which is great. I think that's great. Um, you know, a lot of couples, they fit it in where they can, but you yeah. set a, you set a, probably set a yeah. time of when you're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And especially with brother Plu working, you know, I don't think he ever, I think he only takes breaks when he comes to church and when he goes. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but, we, we try, we yeah. usually, uh, we've been, uh, doing uh we'll read one or two uh, chapters before i go to work mm -hmm. that way because i know i'm with her then yeah. and i might not be with her at the end of the day yeah or i might be too tired to do it but hey we get it in first thing it that's a good thing about it is is doing the word of god and, and praying the first thing off the day then you get your day off right do mm -hmm. you feel like it's helped you with your day, doing oh, that man. together? Many a times, yeah. yeah. You know. And when you tell each other, he'll text me or call me from work, or I'll text him and call him to work, and we'll say we're praying for each other. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, if you need anything, how things are going. So, mm -hmm. and, that was, and the good thing is we sit and say, well, God, we, you know, like we come to church and we hear the preaching and teaching, and then we get home, and like they say, sometimes you hit problems and you sit and think, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? We just had this happen. And we look at each other and say, Hey, there's worse things in life. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I had to go to the hospital the other morning and we went in not knowing what was going to happen, but I, I just trusted the Lord and it worked out. Nothing life's, you know, serious. And we go home, then something happens. Brother flew later on that day and he's devastated. And I said, mm -hmm. But look, I could have been in the hospital, had a sickness that I was going to be dying from. Mm -hmm. But look, it's, it's okay. Yeah. So, what your situation is, God's going to handle that just as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's where our prayer life, we have to be, you know, together you're, on that. You're constantly encouraging each yes. other yeah. to do, to, to when you're down, he lifts you up. Exactly. And when he, he's yeah. down, you're lifting him up. Yeah. And, you know, that's awesome. I think that's great. Um, I was going to say that, you know, being that you guys are our elders, I, yeah. And I say that with the utmost respect mm -hmm. because I, I believe that you guys are a very important part of our church. You are our heritage walking and we see it and we're, we're living with it. And, and I, especially doing this right now, I, I love the fact that I get to hear your guys' wisdom yeah. and experiences because it's something that I can put into my life and apply to my life. Um, and the one thing that I think that I love the most about you two is that you are still serving in the church brother Plue's still working his 400 hour week and <laughs> i say that and everybody's listening to this and probably thinking i'm joking but i'm not joking brother Plue works he's a workhorse he's the hardest working man in in the state of california and you know with still working a schedule still being you know manager there and but what has been in your mind? Because I know a lot of saints that are that are elders and see, they're seasoned, they tend to pull away from ministry. And what do you think has pushed you to stay involved? We've always been taught. Yeah. To live, when you live for God, you keep going. Yeah. You do. And we've always been taught. It's like when we took the coffee shop. We seen Sister Wilmoth out here trying to do it, and she's a pastor's wife, and she's got so many irons in the fire. Mm -hmm. We felt like she needs some relief. So any way to help and do for or with others, we've always been yeah. instilled and taught to do that. We've mm -hmm. been right there. 
I, I do I, I do on the job, and I, I witness on the job to them every now and then. I says, you love your hobby, you like your job. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, this restaurant there is my hobby. I love my hobby. I like my job. Got to have it. Mm -hmm. Pay the bills. But I don't love it to where I, I'll overlove my hobby. Mm -hmm. It's just something about that when... Uh, you know, when you volunteer and you're called to do something, you do it. Mm -hmm. You know, with me, it's uh, you either do it or don't do it. Yeah. And you've done it faithfully, <laughs> you know, as even when life has came at you guys. Um, you know, when Brother Plue, when you were facing sickness, yeah. you know, you didn't stop. No. Just aside from the days that you just couldn't get out of bed. And I think that was the only excuse that yeah. whatever... When all of us are thinking, Brother Plue, just take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> or Sister Plue, take it easy. Yeah. You know, but oh, when you guys come in, and this is, we're in our coffee shop right now. And um, when you come in here, this is, there's excellence that's been given here. And to some, it may not seem like much, but we see it. We always notice the faithfulness of this place is always filled with what it needs. It's always clean. And if it wasn't cleaned, it would need. It's gonna get cleaned by yes. Sister Blue again because she's <laughs> yeah. noticed it's not up to her standards, or Brother Blue's gonna say it's not up to his standards. But you, you guys choose to serve with excellence, and it's it doesn't go unnoticed, and it's something that we, at least us young people, see, and we aspire to be. And I, I said, you know, God willing, if it's if it's His will that we reach that age and we're still serving, we're still reaching out to loss, we're still working in excellence, whatever it is. We may not be in charge of the worship ministry, the service leading, the right. children's ministry, whatever it is, but we're gonna give something that we can capably do. And you you two have chosen not to just sit around and just let- Somebody with worship in the church. I can't just sit there. I can't do a lot like I used to. Mm -hmm. I told my daughter the other day, I miss running the aisles like I used to. Yeah. But I gotta do something. You can't just sit in church. I make up for that. You know, I can't just come to church and mm -hmm. sit. You gotta do something. I felt, so I, I know it's kind of not the same, but I blew up my back a couple of weeks. We talked about it, yeah, yeah, how I blew it out. And um, I remember that I wasn't able to get up and get down or jump around and do stuff like that. And I felt so out of place. Which is a good thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, and I, I, I kind of understand that. Uh -huh. And just saying you want you have that fire inside of you yeah. and you just want to let it out by shouting. Somewhere so I just shouted my, my yes. life out from yes. where I was. I was sitting down. And I was shouting and lifting up my hands. But that's all I could do. Right. You know, but you, you guys have chosen to say it doesn't matter. And I know there's a lot more stuff we, you, you two do in the church. Sister Plu interprets for our um, our deaf ministry and sign language and you're fluent in it correct i'm okay yeah <laughs> i know most of the old stuff yeah and brother plues uh the men's uh ministry uh ping pong champion <laughs> pool champion pool champion pool you champion. name it he's a champion of it uh he's an usher helps out in the ushering yeah. ministry and you know on top of taking care of the you know the coffee shop and doing you know doing all that um so what have been some parts, let's just say, in your walks with God, what have been some of your, I know there's probably a list, a laundry list of them, but what are some of the highlights of your guys' your marriage, your ministry together, and just? You know, we just had one highlight in our, uh, in our life today. Mm. Being able to see that oh, young man get the Holy Ghost. Oh, wow. Which one was that? There was a young man. Young man that got the Holy Ghost today. Okay. I wasn't in service. Oh, I was, was in Kish Church. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was speaking He was a young deaf tongues. guy. New one just coming. Oh, yeah. He was uh, speaking in what? Tongues. Wow. He got the Holy Ghost. Did he hear it? Or was he? Oh, he just, he felt it. He felt he it. Felt oh. see it. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, it, it was a great show. But he was audible on our end. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, yes. that's powerful. <laughs> yeah. And this, from what I understand, this young, uh, young man that came in, some of the other deaf was trying to... Uh, block him and lead him astray mm -hmm. but he said no and i think like she was saying the lord had him come today with the other death not being there and it knocked out all the obstacles 
Was that the young man you were trying to talk to the other night? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. I'll make sure I have to, if he comes tonight, I'm going to have to go tell yeah. him. I heard, I heard God moved on him today. Yeah. That's awesome. But what else? What else has, has there been that just moments that have stuck out to you? Uh, maybe we can, I can spark one first one and say we, you two went to Africa. Oh, yeah. yes. Together. What was the decision on, how did that decision come about? Well, that was mainly my decision. Uh, sister uh, came up to us. Yeah, a sister. Uh, Josie. Yes. Josie came up mm -hmm. to us. And uh, she asked, she was going to help us out. And I said, mm -hmm. how would you like to go? And I said, oh, well, it would be good. She'd never <laughs> been out of the United States. I have. Yeah. I've been in the Navy. And uh, it, it's, turned, it's turned me around a lot when I, when I eat or... When I say I got stuff, uh, I give more freer than what I did because knowing what I got here versus what's over in Africa mm -hmm. and the people that don't have half the stuff that we have, we're so blessed. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we just take it for granted. Mm -hmm. But we could be over there and right. to see how hungry people are that want to be taught. Mm -hmm. What about you, Sister Plu? What was, what was something you took from that trip? Oh, man watching their worship, their love for God, mm -hmm. knowing the sacrifices they make. To them, it's not even a sacrifice. It's just life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought, like you said, we take so much for granted here. And it was just awesome. The fellowship of the saints going over and then being there working yeah. together, it, it's just made you have yeah. a new perspective on living for God. So you were you a little afraid when you I were? Was terrified. Oh. <laughs> I was terrified. Because they talked about the bush and stuff, and yeah. uh -huh. I didn't know what I was looking at, and I was trying to prepare ahead of time. Yeah. Oh, thanks to you yeah. and a bunch of others, we wouldn't have gotten but, around. Even. But when you were leaving, that fear wasn't there. No, mm -hmm. no. We seen some no. of their restrooms, mm -hmm. their bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> but you know the thing it is what what really stood out too is. All the eight flights that we had back and forth, the Lord blessed her, and her restless leg didn't even mm -hmm. bother her. I have yeah. a real bad restless leg. I came to sit in service yeah. sometimes. Mm -hmm. But all that time. But I never had one episode. One episode. All the time we were gone or going. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, you were all, we, were, we were going yeah. through all those airports, all those subway stations. Yeah. And, and she really regrets about being oh. sick and feeling bad. Oh, we didn't missing a segue. On the segway thing, because she's <laughs> yeah. a better segway oh. driver than I am. <laughs> she, I heard you guys got to check them out. There, I heard that she's a she's a pro on oh, the segway. Yeah. But uh, we got Brother Plu on the segway. Oh, he yeah. was going with us, and <laughs> he was he was flying past everyone, jumping it. <laughs> I give out. Uh, I was uh, doing that before, and uh, passing out about 125 uh, flyers on the segway. House uh -oh. to house. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I got my experience. <laughs> and one day we was passing the, the flyers out and she was in the truck watching me going down the road and I said, I was at max speed, 15 miles an hour. On the Segway. And, and uh, she said, man, he's really got it going now. And I was out of control. <laughs> I barely made, I almost hit the curve. <laughs> oh, man. I said, yeah, I need to stop it. I need to stop it. <laughs> way living for God give it everything you got yeah, there you go go full force man he's after all these years living for God he's out there on you guys you young men need to step it up because I got brother Plu over here on a Segway passing out tracks <laughs> oh man it just like but you know now with the youth nowadays is to me I don't think that they they have that much enthusiasm Mm -hmm. and uh, desire and willingness to give it all they got. Some. Some. Mm -hmm. Not all. But some, it just uh, they're in this kind of uh, little circle that they wasn't brought up like we were. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and we were taught. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad always told me, he says, you don't work, you don't eat. Mm -hmm. You get out of high school, you're going to pay rent. Mm -hmm. So get a job. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to the Navy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know and i think that's that's a big thing and i think that now are you two when you have a chance i know that you work with a young yeah. man that that um helps out in a coffee shop and he's here helping uh -huh. out with you guys and yeah. you you're trying to put that in him yes i noticed that 
um, and you're trying to teach those young men that may not have a father or may not have that that um, that influence in their life. Yeah. And you know, when these boys and girls come from our buses or from our church that are missing that, I notice that you take that time with yeah. them, and you 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 all are talking to them, and they all know who you are, and. Yeah. And I get on them. I said, you better make sure you're telling them please and thank you. Don't even walk in that church or that coffee shop and try and just take something. And I was like, oh, they know. Because I said, you know, and, I, and that's one thing that we do with our kids is we tell them, like, you, you respect our elders. Yeah. You know, those are, those are pillars in our church, and we treat them with respect. And they're, they don't have to do this, but they're doing it because they love you. Yeah. You know, but now I notice they know who you are. and They oh, walk yeah. up and. They'll well, try and get that free donut. Or yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, it's a whole lot easier when, when you have some of the young people come up and say, hey, can I help? Mm -hmm. Can I volunteer to help? You want to work with them. Yeah. You know, you want to be able to show them how it is. Because people don't realize what the food business entails unless they're behind the scene. Mm -hmm. Then when they, get, when, when they get behind the scene and see what all has to go on, and a 13 hour of my day, when I go through, they realize, hey, it's not all glory on the floor. Mm -hmm. You got to eventually, you got to go to the back of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking this today. I was, uh, I was thinking of this. I said, everybody, because that's what it was. I was going to the grocery store this morning to go pick up some batteries, and I saw this car pulling with these flags, and I was like. What are those football? I thought it was the president or something because they had flags <laughs> on the side of the car. And I was like, oh, they're football flags. And I said, oh, man, I picked the worst day to go to the grocery store on. It was, it was uh, um, the Super Bowl. And so I was like, oh. But then I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know, I said, everybody wants to go to the Super Bowl, but nobody ever wants to go and do the practice on the offseason. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you're teaching these young men and young ladies that are here and they love working in the coffee shop. Yeah. You know, you guys – you guys have inspired other people to take yeah. charge and just, it's not just you having to do it now, you know? Um, you got couples like uh, Brother Mark and Sister Sierra. They're a young couple and they're yeah. here and they're, they're working and, you know, and it's good to see that people are seeing you two and saying, I want to be like that, you know? And, and we're getting different, different types of food in there. Oh, saints, yeah. You know, and new saints Brother in there, Carl. too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Brother Carl's been, yeah. been yeah. cooking up. Chef. Yeah. 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 Oh, you call, oh, you already gave him the title chef. of the chef. Oh, he <laughs> passed. Because I remember he last he time. He was a chef. So. I remember last time. I remember last time when Brother Carl's listening to this. He was, you were talking. You said, well, Brother Carl's cooking. And I said, oh, is he any good? Well, we'll see you tonight. <laughs> so he's passed the test. Then. Oh, he's, the, the last two times he's done it. Oh, okay. He's sold out. Oh wow! So, then the Spanish ministry. Oh man, those ladies from the Spanish ministry—they they yeah. speak primarily Spanish in our church, and they have the interpreter that interprets the yeah. service with them. But they—they awesome. they are fantastic. And they, put a meal, they put a meal together. Mm -hmm. And what what do we have about? What do you say about sixty-five percent Spanish people in the church? Mm -hmm. And what Sells a blessing! Out. They so. they love it. Uh, uh, Pasoli, Menudo, mm -hmm. whatever the, the other stuff they make. We had sopas the other so week. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's authentic. That's the thing about yeah, because they don't they don't buy anything from uh -huh. the store. They go and cook right it from at scratch. Home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they do a tremendous job, and I think that you guys have inspired a lot of people because you guys did it when nobody else wanted to do it. Yeah, you know, and just taking and saying, you know what, we're gonna, you know, like you said, you saw Sister Woman's in here trying yeah. to yeah. manage it. It just wasn't. It was a lot on her, and yes. you said, hey, you know, yeah. let's do it. But you guys are doing it with excellence yeah. and just giving whatever. Yeah. But when can. we first came in, uh, all that was in here was a folding table. The counter wasn't there. Mm -hmm. None of the counter was there. The back was, but a folding table. Mm -hmm. And we had an older man, Frank. Mm -hmm. He donated the, the refrigerator. refrigerator. And yeah. he would have still been there today if... Uh, People hadn't told him, you know, he had to do this and that. But uh, he loved, he loved working in a coffee shop. I mean, he was cool. Yeah. He said, oh, I'll take over, Brother Plume. I'll take over, Sister. Yeah. And he was right there. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to leave with this, but I want to see what, what is it you want to share with young people, young married couples? What is it, little nuggets you want to leave us with that? Something that we can listen to and say, you know what, these folk here 
are going to give us some wisdom, and we want to hear what God has to say through them. I would say do things together as much as you can. Put God first in everything you do, and look for things that you can give or promote God that would help bring others into. It's just if if it's if you give God first, then everything else works out. If we was always still put God first in everything, and that's what the Word says, and it it does. Mm-hmm. And I, I I would say is if you're going to do it, do it with all your heart, mind, soul, and body. Don't complain, mm-hmm. and just keep on keeping on, and keep and, and as long as God's in it, you'll have problems. But hey, God can solve the problems. Amen. Just keep on keeping on. Amen. Once you start, don't stop. All right. Well, thank you, brother and sister Plue. I really appreciate you thank guys you, taking. Brother, yeah, thank you, Ray. I appreciate you taking your time and you know and just sitting here and sharing me sharing with me some new stories and <laughs> some old stories and. You know, this is this has been a tremendous time, and and next time we'll do this. We won't do the recording. We'll just go get lunch. <laughs> we'll go down to Nick's and go play. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening to this great couple that we have here at Hope Center, and remember, folks, stay kingdom minded. <laughs>